Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zera Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. Are you fearing God? Over and over in the scripture, God's people are called to fear Him. We know the familiar scripture that says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So what does it mean to fear God? Now, many people will point out this means to give God respect, to give Him reverence, and I would agree with all of that. But another way for us to understand the fear of the Lord is to give Him priority over all of our life. And every aspect of our life needs to be subjected to Him. That's what it means to fear God. And remember that verse. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. How should we understand that? When we make God the priority of every aspect of our life, God will begin to instruct us. Through that Holy Spirit, we will be given wisdom, understanding, knowledge, in order that we will know the will of God. The fear of the Lord positions us both from a perspective and a location whereby we are able to do the will of God. And it's in the will of God that the blessings come, that God moves in a way that brings joy and satisfaction, peace and contentment in our life. So again, I ask you this question. Are you fearing the Lord? It's easy to say, yes, I am. But when you fear God, that fear is going to bring about a change. It will bring about in your life you being sensitive, and hear this, to the instructions of God. Let me say it another way. To the commandments of God. We are going to take seriously, the fear of the Lord demands that, that we take seriously God's commands so that we implement them being led by the Holy Spirit. Well, take out your Bible and look with me to Malachi and chapter 2. The prophecy of Malachi and chapter 2. Now, we saw something in our first chapter. There, we saw that the priests were casual. They were not committed to the holiness of God. They were casual and careless when it came to these sacrifices which were being offered. People were offering up sick animals, lame animals, animals that were not appropriate to be offered to God. And the priests did nothing. In other words, they were not being godly leaders. And we need to ask ourselves, are we submitting to godly leadership? Or are we compromising for those who are not seriously teaching and applying the Word of God in their leadership positions? Notice what God says to the priests in verse 1. 
Malachi chapter 2 and verse 1. He says, and now, and remember, that word now comes with a sense of urgency. He says, and now unto you is this commandment, O priests. Now, the commandment that he's speaking to relates to their being called priests. And again, one of the primary things that the priests were supposed to do was to teach the word of God and oversee the sacrificial service. And in the days of Malachi, the priests were not doing this. They were very casual and careless with the sacrificial service because they did not revere, they did not respect God. God was not the priority of their life. And secondly, they were not instructing the people in the ways of the Lord. And because of that, God is warning them. Look again, he says, and now unto you, this is their call, unto you is this commandment, O priests. Verse 2. Now in verse 2, we come to the problem. He says, if you do not hear, nor if you do not place upon your heart. Now that is a Hebrew idiom. Lesim al halev. It's a word of paying attention. It's a word of saying, I need to place in my thoughts the word of God. So they're not paying attention. They're not sensitive. And that's what it comes down to. They are insensitive to the commandments of God. And what does that speak? When someone is insensitive concerning the commandments of God, they're not interested in glorifying God. So ask yourself that question. Make this passage personal to you. And that is, am I living a life? Am I utilizing the instructions of God in order to demonstrate that I want to praise Him, that I want to glorify Him, that I want to bring Him honor? You see, all of those things stem from loving God. And the problem is this. The people and their leaders, the priests, were not demonstrating love. Rather, they were demonstrating the desires of their flesh. And this is unacceptable to God. Look now again at verse 2. He says, you're not listening and you're not paying attention to give glory to my name. Now, name is synonymous with character. And God is holy. He is righteous. We need to realize that he is the almighty judge. And therefore, certainly, this Lord over all should cause us to come before him, hear this, humbly. And also with fear and trembling. We don't hear enough today, although the Bible speaks greatly about this. We don't hear enough about fear and trembling before the Lord. There is a relationship between coming before him in that way, honoring God, submitting to God, coming before him trembling, and this is all related to one loving God. Those things, bringing honor and glory, fear and trembling, is recognizing his identity. 
And when we know that our God is holy, that he's perfect, then we're going to want to approach him in that way. So he says, to give glory to my name, says the Lord of hosts. Now, because the priests are not sensitive to the things of God, notice what he says. God, he is either going to be mighty in one's life to bless, and if he's not blessing, there's another alternative. And that's what we're talking about here. Look again at the middle of verse 2. He says, and I will send among you the curse. Now, God is talking to his covenant people. See, many people do not have any covenantal relationship with God. And what is the, the implication of that? Well, when you're in a covenant, God is going to be doing one of two things. He's either going to be blessing if you're walking in faith, if you're demonstrating his priority, but if you're not, then he's going to be cursing. Now, that curse is going to be a message, a message to the one who is receiving curse. Something's wrong. God is not pleased. That curse is a call to repentance. It is a call to change. But for those who do not have any covenantal relationship with God, one of the worst things that can happen is God just sets you aside, meaning he leaves you alone. And the danger of that is this, that a person can go throughout their life thinking everything's okay. They're not experiencing God's discipline. The scripture says, whom the Lord loves, he disciplines. But if you're not in a covenantal relationship with God, God may very well just leave you alone. And being left alone may give you a false sense of everything's okay when nothing could be further from the truth. So notice what he says. I will send among you the curse, and I have cursed your blessings. What does that mean? These priests have already suffered loss. It's not that I will, but now he's saying, You've already experienced a judgment. Those blessings that I've had for you because you have, for a period of time, not been faithful. You've been insensitive to the word of God. You have not shown me glory. You have not wanted to honor me. You have not walked before me in love. You have not revered my character. That is my name. And because of all of that, they have suffered loss. What blessings have you missed out on because you are not demonstrating that God is the priority of your life? He says, also, I will curse it. What is it? It is their priesthood. It's that commandment concerning the house of Levi. This calling that they have, he is going to curse that, meaning he's not going to bless their call. Why? Look at the end of verse 2. It says, For you are not paying attention. You are not placing these things, literally it says, upon your heart. You're giving them no consideration. And here's the problem. Many individuals 
They think a lot about the things of the world, but they do not give consideration. They do not position their heart on the things that are important to God, those things that are pleasing to Him. So in this second chapter, what we see is this. God is saying over and over to the priests, your service is inadequate. Your service is not going to bring upon blessing upon you or the people, but rather it's going to bring curse. Look at verse 3. He says, Behold, I am rebuking you and the seed. Now that means the offspring, their descendants. So because of their insensitivity to the commandments of God, their indifference to his call on their life, God is going to curse. He is going to move against not just them, but it's going to have implications with their offspring, that next generation. And he says, and it gets very graphic here, he says, I am going to scatter, and this next word, peresh, is a word for dung or manure, or excrement and he says and pay attention he says and i will scatter excrement upon your faces the the refuse that dung that excrement of your festivals now what he's speaking about is this they come to jerusalem for those festivals but they do so to celebrate in a carnal way, according to what's pleasing to them, giving no thought to, truly, what God requires. They're indifferent to true worship. And we need to ask ourselves a very important question. The congregations that we go to, are they really worshiping God? Do, does their worship show a reference a reverence, a respect, an honoring, a glorying of God. All too often we see great change today in our generation. In the last five or ten years, how worship is, is being transformed. And I would suggest to you very strongly that this change in worship in many places is most displeasing to God. In the same way that he looked at the worship at the festivals in Jerusalem. And he says, to me, this is excrement. This is refuse. This is dung, manure. In that same way, you may be attending a congregation where that so-called worship that's being offered up to God is viewed in a similar way. He says, and it will take you away unto meaning. You're going to be removed with this curse that comes upon the priesthood. Verse 4. And you shall know that I have sent unto you this commandment. And what does that mean? God is not going to be idle. These are indeed his covenant people. Therefore, God is going to move in a way that he knows, that they know that he's displeased that he is dissatisfied with their leadership. So he says, verse 4, And you shall know that I have sent unto you this commandment, for my covenant is 
with Levi, that is the tribe of the Levites, says the Lord of hosts. Verse 5, my covenant was with them. And what was their covenant for? If they fear God, if they serve God properly, if they honor God, if they demonstrate love for God, what's going to be the outcome? He says two things. Ha-chaim, that is the life. It's specific. That definite article, that letter A in Hebrew is there, which means the life. It's a specific quality of life. It is that same message that Messiah taught, that he came that we might have life and have it abundantly. And the next word is hashalom, which is the peace, but it relates to the fulfillment of God's will. Our God is a good God. Our God desires to bless He gives good gifts. In fact, the Bible says every good and perfect gift comes down from heaven. So this is what he wants to do. But we may be in a position, a position where God is unwilling because to bless how we're living, our indifference to him, our lack of reverence, our lack of fear of the Lord. It goes against God's nature to bless such an individual so he says my covenant was with him the life and the peace and i will give them meaning life and peace to him how a fear when you fear god the outcome of that is life and peace what truly one wants and it says and he will fear me When we recognize, and this is the message of this verse, when we recognize what God wants to do, the life that he has for you, the the fulfillment of his will in your life, when you realize those things, you are going to give God priority. That's what he's saying here. You're going to fear him as you should when you understand what his will is about. Because my name, he says, my name he feared when you fear god and honor his character and demonstrate his character that's what's having a proper testimony is all about then these things this life this this fulfillment of his purposes and the outcome of that obedience is going to be known by you look at verse 6. the law of truth was in his mouth now he's talking about what the priesthood was and what they need to be once more and that is look at verse 6 the law of truth was in his mouth and injustice now this is a word of of wickedness that which is unrighteous we can just translate this word as injustice injustice was not found in his lips in peace meaning in the fulfillment of god's will and in uprightness he walked with me so if god's leading you if you're walking with him then you're going to be experiencing these two things this uprightness and that uprightness reflects the character of god secondly this word for peace we're going to be recipients of 
what God wants us to have. See, the enemy, when we submit to the enemy, that is, when you're deceived, you're going to suffer loss of those blessings. You're not going to receive the promises, the good promises that God has for you. So when we don't demonstrate reverence for God, respect for God, when he's not the priority of our life, what's going to be the outcome? We are going to lose those things that would give us so much joy, those things that we need, those things that that God wants to provide us so we have that abundant life. Verse verse 6 at the end, where he says, not only did they walk with me, but he says, and many, and this is beautiful, and many he returned from iniquity. And that's the purpose that we live, and this is true for not only priests, but as the scripture says, those who are gospel believers, those who are disciples of Messiah, we become a royal priesthood. And therefore, we're called to do that same thing, which is to turn people away from iniquity. And notice it says, and many, many, he has returned from iniquity. Verse 7. For the lips of the priests, they should keep knowledge. And the law, they will seek from him. Who will seek? The people. So when you are speaking according to the knowledge of God, you are demonstrating, you're teaching that, a primary job of the priests. Then there's going to be others who are going to seek that law, that truth from you where it says the Torah they will seek from his mouth. Why? For a messenger of the Lord of hosts is he. That's a priest, a Kohanim. They are messengers of the Lord God, verse 8. But that's what they ought to be. That's how they should be living. But what's the reality at that time? Well, look at verse 8. But you have turned aside from the way. And you have caused many to stumble or to be offended. Both translations are right. They have been offended and therefore they stumble. Many have in the law. And you have corrupted my covenant with the Levites, says the Lord of hosts. Now, in reality... What God is saying is this, that they have an improper testimony, one that does not demonstrate the fear of the Lord. And because of that, they're having, and hear this, they're having an adverse effect upon others. They're supposed to live and act, behave in a way that brings blessing upon the people. That's what the priests are called to do, but they're doing the exact opposite why they have moved away from a foundational truth to respect god to revere god to give god all the priority of their life well let's look at our last verse verse 9 also i and giving you so when you do not revere 
when you lack respect when you are careless and casual with the word of god and the instructions of god and you do not take seriously the position that god has given you that call upon your life what are you inviting what are you going to become well notice what he says he says they are going to be despised ones now this word means that people are not going to respect them they're not going to honor them they're not going to see them as significant they are going to become unrelevant for the people and this is what the priests have become in the days of malachi they are also going to be humiliated ones so despised and humiliated not relevant to anything of the people's interests and when we look today we see more and more those who are spiritual leaders are having less significance in society they're not respected because they're not respecting god realize this principle the measure that you use will be measured back unto you if you don't respect god you won't be respected if you don't give god priority you're not going to be able to be seen as relevant as significant in society so he says also i am setting you as despised ones and humiliated ones to all the people on account that you did not guard my ways are you guarding the things of god that's what we're called to do that's what god expects from us to be guarding his ways they were not and then this passage ends with a very important statement and this just reflects the corruption that was in the priesthood in the days of malachi look at the end of, of verse 9 where it says ve no panim betorah now the torah is used for judgment to set things in order and what they say here to lift up the face it is an hebrew idiom that shows partiality they are judging they are representatives of the law of god they are the judges for the people and instead of giving judgment based upon the righteous standards of the word of god they were showing partiality and why was that because they were giving partiality to people because of a bribe because of what they thought was in their best financial interests instead of being committed to spiritual things kingdom things they were all caught up in the things of this world they weren't pursuing god the knowledge of god they weren't responsive to the character of god the holiness the righteousness the purity of god no for them their position they did not take seriously they they exploited others by showing partiality in their judgments in order that they might benefit financially they were committed to the world instead of the commit, being committed to the kingdom of god now we need to make this personal what about you and me where is our commitment do we have truly the fear of the lord 
Well, I'll close with that until next week. Shalom from Israel. Well, we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others. Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch. These teachings are in video form. You may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel. <music>